Yeah, well, yes, we're here at Halstead Old Settlers. I don't know, Josh. It's like the 167th or 65th or 54th, 30. I don't know. It's a lot so, of them. It's over 100 years yeah. for the Old Settlers uh, deal. And uh, so we're live here. We're getting ready for the parade. The parade will start. The kitty parade starts at 930. Are you anything in the kitty parade, Josh? Really? Yeah, there's, there's a, kitty, a parade. kitty parade. I didn't know that. Yeah, they have little kids in the, the parade. So I figured you had your trike out or something. You know, you uh, now that I know that, next year, boy, watch out. Watch out, right? <laughs> so, uh, so yes, we're in the biggest little city in Kansas. Yes, my hometown. And uh, we're out in front of the high school here getting ready for the parade. And, yeah, Josh and I are going to have a little firefight in the truck today there with the uh, yeah. T-shirt cannon. Uh, it's from that part, but hey, it's a still it's a call-in show just like every Saturday and everything else too. So if you want to call in and check us out, three one six four six two three six seven three. Hey, that's the number to the front desk of the dealership. Tell the girls you want to get passionate in the podcast. We get you a great price package of value over one hundred thirty bucks. Josh got everything dialed in, ready to I, go. You know, I apologize, everybody, uh, seeing my best side, the back side <laughs> <laughs> for a little while, but yeah, getting everything set up, and I think we've got everything uh, finally dialed in here. And, uh, yeah, for each and every caller that calls in, gets a prize package, uh, we'll mail it out to you. But it consists of the Werps, which is an oil change and tire rotation. Uh, we use Motorcraft oil and filter products at uh, Mel Hamilton Ford. While we're doing that, we're going to do a multi-point inspection on that vehicle, checking over the brakes, tires, steering, suspension, all the safety-related stuff on that vehicle. Uh, you'll also receive $10 to Mel's Diner so you can get yourself something to eat and drink while you're with us at the big corner. You get complete nitrogen for your tires, so you get all the great benefits that nitrogen has to offer. And then a BG products package, which consists of a can of MOA or motor oil additive for your engine oil. And then a CF5 for your fuel system. Again, just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. All right, so let's get the phones ringing, 316-462-3673. Once again, we're live from Halstead, Kansas, for the Halstead Old Cellars. It's a great weekend here in Halstead, and... Uh, yeah, Josh, I kind of missed the old great race last so night. So I was, uh, yeah, I was wondering about that. I'm guessing, uh, you know, yeah. bittersweet on uh, not having to be out and, and run. But, yeah. uh, you know, that yeah. does something that brings a family together and all that stuff, yeah, too. My, so I understand that. My family did that great race for 20 years. I think this is the third year we've now missed the race from that part. But that's okay. Hey, yeah, uh, we're here live today to head through the parade. Josh and I are going to have a little T-shirt shooting. There was no bragging rights or anything like that. Was oh, there? Oh yes, there was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, there was. That went along with that, was there? Yeah, that was a fun time for my dad and everything else too. But uh, so we're getting ready for the parade. The ice cream truck will be here shortly. But Josh, we've also got the car show over the scout cabin that uh, we help sponsor the trophies and stuff. Got some neat trophies this year uh, from that part. So the Wichita Pontiac GTO Club is helping us take that off over there at the Scout Cabin. So if you've got a hot rod or whatever, need to get it out for the car show, you need to come check it out. We've got some great dash blacks for every participant. Uh, half of the money goes to old sellers. Half the money is going to go to the Sheriff Coonsie's GTO Club. So get your hot rods, come out. And, you know, Josh, I'm sure we'll start seeing some hot rod. I passed three or four coming in off of the the Bentley Road coming in here today. Some pretty cool stuff going to be here. So lots of things to do here in Halstead. So you don't want to miss it and everything else, too. So, you know, Josh, I kick myself in the butt every year. I I seen Thompson's Standards truck come by, which is yeah. the guy that my dad bought the station from. I got my dad's scout. I got my father-in-law's tractor. I need to – sometime I got to get all those things together and take the time. But, you know, this run, 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 go, run. go, go, and Yeah. And I tell myself every year, I look at these old farm all sitting over here and stuff, too. And I remember cruising the parade and that thing. So, uh, oh, well, here's what it is, right? Yeah. Too, yeah. Many, too many irons in the fire, that's, right? Uh, that's exactly what they say. And, you know, I think we definitely get the opportunity to have too many irons in the fire for sure. But, you know, it is uh, it is nice seeing all these vehicles out and uh, running around. And, you know, I always wonder, 
when you come to an event like this is where are these things like the rest of the year? You know, they, you see that, uh, see that show, uh, barn finds or whatever. And that's, I mean, that's exactly what a lot of this stuff is, is they just got them tucked away somewhere and bring them out just on, uh, on occasions like this. Yeah. I don't know where they are either, but it does drive, blows me away. The hot rods are out and about too, uh, that show up at these shows and here sooner or later, Sooner or later, we'll see some few of them come through here like we always do every year. Uh, so we're a little early for some of that, too, I guess. So Yeah, uh, yeah. as we get closer to 10, uh, we'll make that happen for sure. But it's uh, I always enjoy doing the show from here. I'm not sure how much the listeners enjoy because it's, it's, <laughs> it's so easy to get squirreled around here. You'd just be talking about something and, wow, that was really shiny. <laughs> yeah, what was that? And, yeah. uh, and so then uh, it's definitely one of the things that you just got to gotta be on with us and, and you – yeah, uh, from that side too. So. This big old thing you just pulled up here. I passed him on the Bentley Road too. He's doing about he's wide that's open, a, wound for sound, doing about twenty eight mile an hour. Yeah, that is a uh, that's that's pretty big. That is a big truck, isn't it? <laughs> so uh, it can uh, it can definitely haul some stuff for sure. Not sure where the tractors went, why they took off on us, but they did. The tractors took off on us and left. So I don't know what probably happened. making too much noise if I had to guess. So I think <laughs> they've got them. Uh, They've got it divided out when when I registered over there, depending upon what you were, and so I think they got them in sections. So I'm guessing the tractors took off over there. So, well, I've yeah. got uh, one of the things I was, uh, you know, seeing all these older cars running around here and stuff. The boys and I were online looking at some stuff last night on older cars, and yeah, uh, you know, just uh, their opinion of what was cool versus. Ooh, my I bet there is a difference of opinion cool. there in there. It just blows me away. I was looking at uh, an Olds uh, 442. So they they had a, a Hurst edition. Oh, version 442 of Hurst, yes. Uh-huh. 68, yeah. 69, somewhere in there. Uh, so it was actually a little newer. This was, was an 84, had T-tops and stuff like 84? that. 84, uh-huh. okay, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, just uh, we're going through looking at it, and I was specifically asking them, you know, what is it about it that you don't like? And they're like, well, the front end, it's just uh, too squared off. And they not, were square back then, you know, yeah. Not, not rounded, but, uh, you know, just picking out different features of what they think was cool then versus what's cool now. And I don't even remember what it was. Uh, I There was another car we brought up. And they're like, oh, yeah, I really like that. And I was like, man, I wouldn't own one of those for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, let's look right here at this Cornette sitting over here. Yeah. Uh, and it's got these ET, uh, slots on it. I, don't know if I can't yeah. tell if that's ETs like was on my Chevelle. But uh, look at the white walls. Yep. Yep. Look at the white walls. And then now to have a have a set of white walls on a car, that's uh, you, you'd have a hard time finding that. Uh, you know, raised white lettering is another thing. The other thing I can think of is all everything had Kragers. If you wanted, if you wanted a wheel, you had the ET slot or the Krager. That was pretty much your option. Uh, you know, back then, or the steel wheels with the moon with the chrome moon moon cap on it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, hey Josh, I think we got a caller coming oh, in too. Okay. Yeah, I think it's Delbert. Let's get Delbert patched in here in a second too. Uh, uh, Kelly Hamilton's texting me. He's mad we didn't get him on here, Josh. Well, where you at, <laughs> Kelly? Come on. <laughs> Just get your butt over here. Oh, some of us have work to do. Yeah, well, this is work, dude. Yeah, so uh, anyway, uh, we'll get Delbert patched in here just real quick and answering a few more texts coming through here. So uh, welcome to the biggest little city, right? <laughs> I, I need to look and see if that's still up on the co-op there on Main Street, but I think it is. Uh, yes, it is. You, you yeah. See it? yeah, we were here for a ball game here uh, 
oh gosh, it was a week or so ago. Well, no, it's been longer than that. But anyways, I, I do remember seeing that. So good morning, Delbert. You're live with Under the Hood. Good morning, gentlemen. How's everything going out there in Old Hutch? You know, it's going <laughs> yeah. really well, really well. Ken, how are you doing, buddy? You? Good, buddy. How's it going? It's yeah. okay. <laughs> That's Ken Hunnell. He, is, he has opened up a body shop in uh, Hutch in Stan Richards' nice. building. So, oh, yes, okay. uh, yes. So, uh, good to see Ken here and stuff, too. But, uh, well, Delbert, what's happening, buddy? Well, not a whole lot. We got a little rain this morning here in Oklahoma City. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, brakes and how they react in the heat. Oh, my goodness. What a difference. So those people out there that are going, well, my brakes don't feel like they're working as well. And that's probably a true statement. That's more than a true statement. We've been having. Yeah. Heck, I don't work so, well. You know, I don't know if you guys get a <laughs> – I understand that. But, you know, for those people out there that, that don't work on cars, it's like, you know, hey, my brakes kind of feel weird when I'm stopping hard. So, And, I, you know, I've noticed it over the last couple of years with my car, and, and I put new brakes on it, but – back to OEM just because I know they work well and uh, they're designed for the car to work well. So, you know, I'm going to tell you, you brakes, know, act the we, same. Yeah. Yeah, brakes have come a long way and you, we get so, yes, they have. we get so, get, we, we rely on our brakes too much sure because of how great stop. they are. Yeah. If you go get in an old car that doesn't have power brakes today and try to stop one of those, you, yo, man, you almost want to pass out because your stomach's going away from you. You don't think that thing's going to stop. So but we do rely so hard on our brakes today because they are so good and so well designed and engineered. But we forget about how they were years ago, how old those brakes were, and how well they didn't work. So what, they did work, but yeah. just not that good. Our stopping distances were crazy. What blows me away is uh, you'll have a car every once in a while that will will come in with a mechanical or needing a mechanical repair, and like the the booster will be out of it, and you get in it, and you just you don't realize how used to them that you're working you are and so just even pulling up to a garage door or pulling one out of the service drive or something and then you go to hit that brake and there's no power assist there it'll it'll (laughs) you'll you'll need to change your underwear (laughs) if you're you're not careful for sure and so we'll come through and we'll write no brakes on the windshield real big in front of the driver so that everybody getting in and out of that car is a is aware of that but i think that's something that uh you know, somebody going through like a driver's ed course or something, I think that should be actually part of the course is trying to drive that thing with no power assist just so you understand how reliant you are on the brakes. It's crazy. Yeah, you go back to the days of drum brakes and no power brakes and all that kind of stuff. And now today, I still remember when, when they first started introducing analog brakes in the mid-80s, and we were actually doing skip oh, yeah. tests with them on wet set surfaces and stuff. And what I couldn't believe more than anything is just putting analog brakes on a car I thought it would give you more control, but yeah. I mean, it really did stop down the distance it took to stop a car. I mean, like in half. Uh, so you take and shut off analog brakes even today and how yeah. much difference that makes. But again, Deborah, what you're saying to us today, too, is this getting this hot weather. We rely so heavily on these brakes and we still don't realize how good they really are, even in the hot weather, because we're so accustomed to how good they do work. But it goes back to, again, making sure you have those brakes inspected. Every time you get an oil change, to make sure how the wear is going on and what's happening with them. Well, I think we can uh, we can talk about hot brakes too, in the sense of uh, you know when, when I when I think of hot brakes or operating hot brakes, I associate that with warping the rotors. Yeah, uh, very much so, and that's something that you know it, it is very hard to prevent a vehicle from the rotors getting warped over a long period of time. And as a consumer, 
when you drive a car on a daily basis and it just uh, it's something that progressively or slowly uh, worsens, you really don't notice it. But then, you know, when you take it into a service center or something like that and somebody jumps in it that doesn't drive that car every day, it really sticks out. And, uh, you know, those vibrations come from those rotors getting hot and then uh, going through like cool water or whatever and uh, cooling that. It Basically, it's like heat cinch, uh, cinching the, the rotors and then they cool off real quick and they warp or, you know, removing a tire and then putting it back on and not torquing it properly or uh, tor- uh, the wrong installation as far as the lug nuts go, as far as pattern. Uh, but warp rotors are, in my mind, almost a safety hazard, too. Oh, I get it. I mean, I tell you how many cars I get into and people, the warping of a rotor and the pulsation comes in so gradually you get used to it. You don't know what happens, but we get into a car and we need, that's the first thing I pick up on. Mm -hmm. And the customer doesn't even know what even happened because they're just so used to how it gradually started happening and everything else too. But a warp rotor, I mean, it's going to kill your stopping distance too. So exactly. And, you know, like I said, you know, we have, we've had a lot of great days down here. We haven't had any of those. uh, Just noticing. (laughs) (laughs) I know you have. That's why I thought it. Yes. It's a good topic to have. You can you because can you know you you go to stop and your stopping distance has increased because they get so warm when you're driving down the highway and you know because I don't think people understand that your brakes are still somewhat touching every time you're driving and that can warm up the rotors as well before you even hit the brakes. Then you add the heat of the day and the heat of the roads and the tires and everything else going on. Yeah, that thing can take a little bit longer to stop, and I don't think a lot of people realize that when they're out there. You know, that's tailgating somebody. We can run these, <laughs> these brakes. Probably get I don't know how hot they get today, but but at least fifteen hundred degrees on a on a hard braking situation. But back in the day with those other kind of pads and stuff, we got to two or three hundred degrees probably. Well, we're, and then we're having brake fade and brake fade. Yeah. yeah, and then what? Also, the other thing that people don't think of is what that does to your fluid. So oh. the the brakes that hot, mm. all that all that uh, uh, temperature, all that heat transfers into the fluid and it'll boil the fluid. And then that's where, you know, brake fade, fade comes from is when that fo- fluid is boiling, then it's not able to be be compressed because you have air in the system. Essentially. Well, let's go back to that. Years ago, all we did was keep adding brake fluid. We never did what we call a brake flush today like we do because of how much hotter these things get and everything else, what it does to that. But trying to keep that fluid from not boiling. I mean, that's yeah. where that, that's where the... Brake flush. I mean, I first remember we started introducing that, Josh. I know, God, it's been a long time since we started doing that because we realized what that fluid's doing in there and the heat that it gets. But the other thing that happens to that fluid is it can get moisture in it, condensation, and that's terrible on a brake system because guess what? Water does what? It compresses, and that's where you get your brake Compresses and fast. corrodes and everything else, and then you get contaminants from corrosion. And, it's, uh, and I think just about every manufacturer at this point has adopted uh, a brake flush i think so too yeah because they realize that too they've got to get that fluid changed because as much as again as the manufacturer do their testing and stuff too they realize that that condensation can absorb in there very easily and uh here we go with brake fade and that's all we need is a brake fade because that all that does is give you another takes on more stopping distance and guess what that happens yep. more wrecks yep so you know think about if we took all this so what do you guys recommend for that as far as um uh, fluid exchange. I say what do you we guys do, recommend hundred thousand, fifty thousand. I, I, I mean, I say we do it every time we do a brake job for sure. But the other thing is, Delbert, we have a test strip. I mean, it's kind of crazy oh, to think about it. Stuff. We can take a <laughs> test strip and test down into the brake fluid, and we can tell now when that fluid needs to be changed. Uh, I'm going to flip gears here a minute to the to Jake's race car. Uh, 
I change that fluid about every 10 races just because the heat that the he's putting that under and everything else, it's under extreme conditions, you know, for short versions of that situation. But about every 10 races, I'm changing that brake fluid out of that race car. And I'm going to tell you, I used to use the test strips, but anymore, so I look inside that master zone. As soon as I see the color is just starting to change, boom, I'm changing it. Because you know what? I don't need that brake fade in that race car like anything else. But that's the same kind of a situation going to happen in your car. But So I would say every time you get a brake job, you need to do that too. But again, that test strip is very crucial. Uh, testing that brake fluid. And we do do that on the multi-point inspection and put that test strip in there and see where it's at. And there's many times I will say, Josh, that you'll flush those brakes even in between brake surfaces. Yep. Yeah, for from sure. From that part. So love the, love that, the, love the test strip. What kind of a process is that for you for that to happen? You know, every car is a little different uh, depending on the system you have and all that kind of stuff too. But uh, the best way that, that I like doing it is is how BG does it. And that is a way of, you know, you you can pressurize the system, but then uh, you got you can suck it through the system too, um, through a suction process. But then, Josh, you kind of got to yeah, get so, me up to date a little yeah, bit on so the, the analog brake side of this. The first thing, uh, and then that's the other thing that you're that you know is analog brake systems and these newer vehicles and what you have to do to to be able to get all the fluid out of them. But the first thing we're going to do is uh, extract all the fluid out of the reservoir and clean out the reservoir. Then you put, won't believe some of the stuff that's yeah, in the bottom of the reservoir. That's in the reservoir. So after that, then they're going to put new f- clean fluid in the reservoir, uh, fill it up. Then we pressurize the reservoir. Uh, you're going to go through and you're going to go through and cycle the ABS system uh, with the computer and uh, activate that to get the fluid pushed through there. And you're going to go through each wheel. They start at the furthest away from the reservoir and then work the way to the shortest one to the reservoir. But the thing is, I mean, the a fluid or a, the amount of fluid that we pump through that system versus what it holds, it's like two to three times the amount of fluid. So you get a, a higher exchange rate um, on that fluid just to make sure that you're you're getting really good clean fluid in there well getting all the residue through the lines and the residue from the, mm-hmm. the heat that builds up in the master in the uh, not the in the slate in the cylinders on the wheel cylinders is crucial too because i mean think about if the brakes are 1500 degrees what's that brake fluid getting? yep yep very much so <laughs> and then uh you know the other side of that is uh and we hadn't even really touched on it yet but a better brake fluid you know, oh, yeah. when you go from a dot three to a dot four brake fluid or a dot two to a dot three brake fluid, like your your boiling point rises with each one of those. Now, there is a dot five fluid, but it's a synthetic. Uh, it's a synthetic it's fluid. It's not cheap, but then also it's not you don't use that with uh, anti-lock brake systems. It's just not compatible with the uh, with the valving and stuff like that. in some of those ABS systems. So, um, yeah. but, but most manufacturers, most run, manufacturers a run dot three, when we change it out, we go to a dot four. And I, at one time I used to know the, the boiling point or the temperature difference, but it yeah. was like a hundred degrees or more. Uh, yeah. yeah. More We're going to a dot four, going to a dot four than, uh, from a dot, uh, three. And, and then so, you would think that maybe a dot four would last longer than a dot three. Don't, don't think so. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like going to change your engine oil from multi to full synthetic. That doesn't extend the, the life interval. of it. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's, it's just better for the better just for better. the environment. Yep. Exactly. So, anyway, Delbert, some great questions, great comments here for bringing that up. I like the idea of and being then safe. Is there a uh, is there a standard cost for something like that when you add it to your brake job? Yeah. So our uh, our brake fluid services, uh, I think, are one twenty nine uh, one twenty nine ninety five for for a brake fluid service um but again it's uh and that's something that pretty much most manufacturers adopt that to be about every two years uh, of driving but honestly you know going back to the multi-point inspection and and how we 
tell a consumer that that's a service that they need is we test the fluid because everybody's situation is different. Everybody's driving conditions are different. Uh, but there's when you when you test that fluid and you put that strip in there, there's no denying that you know, it the moisture doesn't content need it. In, in that thing. Um, you know, it's not a it's not a guess. It's it's that it needs it. And this is why. So, yeah, that's why I love those test strips and everything well, from that part. Yeah. And just you guys describing how you do that process. You know, yeah, I'm sure there are people out there that could possibly do it in their garages, but most likely this is not something you want to do at home. This is something well, you want to go and have a professional take care of. And Delbert, I'm going to go another step too, because we've run into this so many times with other repair shops and things too. If you don't have the proper equipment, like BG provides us to do that service, and then number two, to be able to cycle the ABS and do the things you need to do with a scan tool and all that kind of stuff. Some guys can go in and just pull the fluid out of the reservoir and bleed the brakes a little bit and, and think you got a good service, but they forget about all those still the residual that's all through those lines and everywhere else and those cylinders and everything else too that you're not getting out. So it's always quality of a service too, not just getting a service done. So uh, exactly, th- that's where I was going with that. <laughs> I got uh, a list of comments that we'll go through here, but uh, we'll do that here in a little bit. But I got, I do have to point out one. Okay. Uh, for Google purposes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, you say anything anymore, <laughs> oh and it can be fact. Yeah, fact checked. Yeah, it, like it. it can be fact checked in like two point two. Yeah, but seconds, yeah, I, so. I agree with fifty percent. What's on well, Google too. too? So Greg Murray posts on here. Dot three is four hundred one degrees Fahrenheit. Dot four is four hundred forty six degree Fahrenheit. And so, uh, yeah, I knew there was a, a temperature difference for sure. Um, but uh, how much was it again? Four, so what? four four hundred one for dot three and four forty six for. Uh, yeah, dot I thought four. it was higher now, than that. Again, that's what I'm reading. I don't know. <laughs> Greg, don't, fact yeah. check that again, buddy. Yeah, Do another so. search on something else. Make sure that's right. I thought those fluids were a lot higher than that. Uh, a, a bigger temperature, a bigger temperature change. Yeah. So, And then uh, the other thing rolled by here, and I don't know, we should have had him run through the screen here, but we got your bike that you're going to be riding through. The hell the I am. <laughs> this thing I, is, I could uh, ride that. The problem is how I'm going to get stopped. The, the getting on and going was Just have an, an ambulance behind me to take me. What do you think? That's eight it. foot. The seat on this bike is probably eight foot. In has there. to be. Look how. Look how. It's a good. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah, can't see exactly how tall foot. it is over his head, but it is way over. His, I want to see how he gets on and gets going. With help. <laughs> I bet he uses a tree or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I bet he gets alongside this truck right here and just hops on from it. Then the next thing is, how do you stop? How do you get off that thing? Yeah, it's a long way down. Maybe you don't. Maybe he, you just keep riding. Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. I, I, Anyways, can, I can tell you, I'm not getting on that thing. So, yeah, the, the Google fact check machine there. So, yes, great topic, Delbert, uh, on the brakes and talking about that during, uh, you know, the heat of the summer and stuff like that, for sure. <laughs> Brian Joy. All right, guys, Brian you guys Joy. have a great day. Get some other callers coming in. And if you guys go on YouTube, like, share, subscribe to that, get it out there so we can get them up to over a 1,000 people on there subscribed so they can start to – get some monetization going on there. Okay, guys, have a good day, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Thanks Delbert. Have a good weekend, buddy. Yep. So let's go through. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. All right, 316-462-3673. Hey, let's get some phones ringing. Let's go. We're in the biggest little city in Kansas getting ready to kick off the Halstead Parade. The ice cream truck will be here shortly. All kinds of activities going on here today. But, uh, hey, if you got your hot rod and you need somewhere to go hang out today, come to the Scout Park here in Halstead. We've got the Pontiac GTO Club here putting on the car show for us this year. 
We got some cool trophies, some cool dash plaques for every participant that comes in. There's going to be a lot of great rewards and stuff. We added a few more trophies this year, Josh, for different prizes and stuff, too. So excited for the GTO Club helping us with this car show this year. And uh, half the entry fee is going to Hall Settle Sellers. Half the entry fee is going to the Coonsie uh, GTO Club to help get that GTO. And then, uh, Josh, I'm telling us they're selling this in August or September. They're going to unveil that car in a private viewing for the family and everybody. And then shortly after that, we should have a live view somewhere well, displaying cool. that car. So those you don't know, the Officer Coons that got killed in action, can't remember exactly when that was, 18 or 19 or whatever, he had a GTO that he was, when he retired, he was going to restore. And him and his daughter were going to restore that car. Well, they never got that chance. So the GTO club found that out, took the car, and completely did a frame-off restoration and doing all this through raising funds and donations and everything else, too. Uh to help get this car and it's running i've seen a video of it running yeah uh, it sounds good very good it just sounds really really good and uh, the first initial fire off it fired right off i mean yeah. it wasn't one of those deals crank pop, fire firing <laughs> like you used to and everything else too but it fired right off they got a few more touches and things to go with that car but half the money today for your entry fee is going to go towards the gto club to help them keep getting that car ready to go i can't tell you how many thousands of dollars it's taken to put that car together oh yeah but it's a cool looking car when it gets done. I, I, I haven't seen the car just telling, telling us what it's going to look like and the color and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be a cool car. So get your hot rods out, come to the biggest little city in Kansas, come check out the, all the festivities here at the old settlers parade and things. I don't know what else is going on here today. I know the great racers last night, the mud volleyball was last night. So I don't know this what else. Morning, going on. Uh, we were cruising around and there was people for whatever reason running. Uh, I'm sure they do some sort of, uh, Run. Yeah, I think there's some kind of run, but that ain't. I'm not sure. Not me. I don't know why they were. Running, I told you, but... Josh. I want to take up running when I see someone doing it. Then I can tell they're enjoying it. <laughs> that they're having fun. At they're it. having fun at it. I haven't seen one person running yet. That's today. I was coming down to Bentley Road. Here was a guy. He was running along just in his shorts and shoes, no shirt on, a bottle of water. He didn't have no smile on his face. <laughs> so I'll go through the list uh, here on you the got chat. Some more comments. Yeah. So uh, good morning, Greg. Good morning, uh, Joe and Jason. Uh, Jim as well. So good morning to all you guys. Uh, so Josh, uh, yep, says we're all in, uh, we are in Halstead this morning. So that is correct. We're old settler days here in Halstead. Um, we've got uh, Nick says good morning. Uh, Rex. So Rex back yeah, on today. Rex, Rex wants to know, he says, will that thing do a burnout? And I'm assuming he meant the, maybe the bicycle. I don't know. What do you think he meant on would, would do a burnout? I'm guessing he means the Raptor. The Raptor. Yeah. It will. Yeah. Trust uh, me, I it think, will. I think it will. So uh, we may uh, may prove that. No. <laughs> then we've got uh, uh, Phil. Uh, no, sorry. Rex, again, says Phil on a bike. I'd like to see that. Yeah, I so. bet you would too, Rex. <laughs> Not happening today or tomorrow. And then. That exercise is bad for you. Just so you know. Just like water. It's bad for you. And then Greg says he's not arguing with us. He just uh, uh, it isn't scientific. Just trying to help. So <laughs> I appreciate that. And I was not arguing with you either, Greg. I just uh, I was bringing up the comment, and this has nothing to do automotive related. But I'll tell you the story about Google fact checking. Oh yeah. So I was walking through parts one day, and there was a uh, on your screensaver on the computer. Yeah. You know how it'll randomly change and yeah. put a picture of something on there. Anyways, there was a picture of this bridge on this on the screen well the night before for some stupid reason i was sitting at home and my oldest son was watching a documentary on bridges 
and they were going over the one in uh, California that, uh, I don't know, it was in the 80s. That one Hey, the, not to interchange here, Josh, yeah, there's your speed right there. Uh, now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> if hey, you, sorry to interrupt no, there, no, 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 hold on, pull up. hold on. If you go get on that bike, I will ride that through the parade. <laughs> I will make a deal with you right now. Oh. <laughs> Hold on, we got to put the camera around yeah. so they can see that. Go uh, ahead and uh, tell me if I hear. I'm going to flip the camera yeah. around. We'll get this flipped around here so you can see what. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yep, that's it. You're in. <laughs> so I will ride that through the parade if Phil will get on that eight foot bike that we've seen and well, ride it. Josh, through the there's parade. two issues we got going on here. Number one, I don't think you can fit in there. If you're long old legs, I don't know where them legs are going to get to lay off the side or something. I'm so I don't you, think I it's going to work. That, don't, so uh, don't, I'm thinking. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> count this out on me because I'm in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that roll up. Okay, so back to the bridges. I see that uh, thing roll up. I had to stop. We got another caller here, so we'll, I don't, we'll get him patched through. Anyways, he was watching this documentary on this bridge. It was the bridge that uh, when the World Series happened, the cars drove off into it. Uh, it there was an earthquake that happened. Oh, and, yeah, I remember that, yes. So anyways, there's a documentary on that. Well, the screensaver that was on that bridge, I said, hey, that's that bridge. And I said the yeah. name of it. So then everybody in parts is like, how the hell do you know so much about bridges <laughs> or whatever? <laughs> well, anyways, they Googled it and it was a different bridge. So I went from being, no, yeah. being an estranged guy that knew way too much about bridges to somebody that was completely stupid in like two seconds, thanks to Google. Are you sure so, Google was right, though? That's the next yeah, thing. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, for sure. So, yeah. anyways, let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Jordan. Jordan, you're on live with Under the Hood. Can you uh, get us back on track? <laughs> I can't tell you what, I, I want to get you guys on track. I'm up here. I'm in the sprint car capital of the world for the Knoxville Nationals. I call you guys every year on this Saturday morning. What I mean, what is it going to take to get you up here, Phil? Planning <laughs> is what I'm going to tell you. I'd love to be well, up there. Fire guys think they're funny. I don't mean, they? no, Jordan. Really, honestly, me and and look at and, this. Look at this. What in the world is Old that milk thing? truck? Yeah. Anyway. Bill Johnson talks to me every year about going up there, and it never fails. I never realize when this is and everything else like that. You know, we're racing all the time and everything, Jordan, but I could just never get it flipped in my schedule, and it pisses me off that I can't get there because I would love to be there in that in that arena and in that racetrack and in the fun because I know it's just a blast there, isn't it? Oh, wow. So, I, you know, I'm 40 years old, and this is my 38th consecutive national. Wow. I absolutely love it. I look forward to it every year. It's my favorite. The only thing I hate about it is it's like as soon as the Knoxville Nationals over, it's like summer's over, you know? Like everything, yeah. you know, go back to the garage, school starts, but it's, man, it's a way to kick off the summer. And you talk about Bill Johnson. He's got, you know, that's, I talked to him last night. He's like, man, I try to get Nightingale up here and get them MH Ford guys every year. He's oh. like, it just, uh, it's maybe one of these years, but you, you <laughs> got to get up here, man. It's, it's the yeah. granddaddy of them all. You oh, got Trust you me, I know. Finish. I know. I know. And uh, like I said, Bill and I talk about it every year, and uh, I just never have any enough advance notice to get the race schedule changed around or whatever. And uh, what I need to do is I need to go put it on the race schedule next year and just schedule our races around it so I can get up there with that deal because I would love to be there. And this, this is the king daddy of the, of the 410 sprints, right? Yep. Yep, uh, the biggest 14 and snaps, not the most paying now that Tony Stewart is 
got the million dollar race. But um, uh, as far as the prestige wide, it is the you know it, it is the one. It's the national. It's the Super Bowl for these guys. And anyone who's anyone in four ten sprint car racing is here. And what makes Knoxville so cool and so neat is it's a really small town. I mean, it's literally probably the size of Goddard. Um, yeah. But they just invade the town, you know, one week every year. And, and so because it's so small and everyone's walking around, it, unlike other sports, you know, I mean, if you go to a Chiefs game, you don't get to meet Patrick Mahomes. Or if you go to a baseball game, you don't get to really meet any of the players. But here, like, you know, if you bring your kids or you bring someone, I mean, the stars are walking around with everybody else. You get to meet. I mean, I walked past Kyle, Kyle and Caitlin Larson walked right past me shoulder to shoulder last night. You know, um, I mean, everyone's just intermingled with everyone up here and it's, it's really neat. So, you know, if your kids are into it, you want to bring your kid and actually let them meet one of these stars and get an autograph. It's totally doable. You know, we're a lot, a lot of other sports. You go to a chiefs game, you're not going to get Patrick Mahomes, autograph for your kid but okay, Jordan, you know, that's do what's this. neat about yeah, tell racing. Every, let's tell our listeners more in depth what's going on here and what's happened so they can kind of understand the magnitude of this race well, you and i and josh understand it but i i bet a lot of our listeners don't understand really the magnitude of this race you know, does that make sense well yeah absolutely well um again it's the it's the knoxville nationals it's uh, it's been going on for i think this is the 62nd annual um okay. and it is uh Okay, so now it's held in Knoxville, Iowa. Okay, so let's go back to this. It's go sprint, ahead, I'm it, sorry. It's sprint car races. So tell everybody what a sprint car is and how fast they go, how much they weigh, the horsepower, all that stuff. Okay, well, yeah, that's a good point. A sprint car, a 14 sprint car is exactly what it says, 410 cubic inches. Um, they make about 900 horsepower. They weigh, um, they have to weigh a minimum of 1,400 pounds, which is power to weight ratio is nothing. Um, and then they've got, uh, the ones that are running up here are wings. So they've got a 25 foot square foot wing on the top of it. Okay. Um, and they say performance wise, the only thing that compares to it is a formula one car. Okay. So let's go back to that, that um, 1400 pounds. Is that with the driver, without driver? That's with driver. 1400 so pounds of, with driver. Yeah, so I think the car is probably <laughs> 1200, 1250, uh, from that part and, and, oh, and yeah. 900 horsepower. Okay. So now then. They're running on. Is that is Knoxville? Is that a three eighths half mile? How big a track is that? Uh, it's a it's a half mile, which is big for a dirt track. We you and I know that. Yeah. But what's unique about Knoxville is it's flat. It's not banked at all. Okay. Um. And with 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 it being flat, it makes it really really racy because they run from the top to bottom all across it. You know, where a really banked track, they tend to just get up on the wall and run around it. So. I think that's what's made it such a huge deal and what what the draw is. It's probably one of the raciest tracks you'll see. I mean, there's passing to the very end always. I mean, they never just line up and run nose to tail. Okay, so let's go another step. How fast are these cars going? That's another thing I know as yeah. a listener would want to know. How fast are these things running in a half mile? Now, they're probably they're running between 120 and 140 miles an hour, and I hate it. I hate it when people ask me this question as a race car driver because it's they don't understand speed is relative. So they're running 120 miles an hour, and you know you can say potentially, well, I can do that down the highway in my vehicle. Well, do it in the mall parking lot. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah. You know, the, it, it, it's a lot faster. Speed is relative. I mean, they're on a half mile and they're on dirt. So that 120 miles, if you go scale speed, is I mean it's 
It's flying. Yeah, well, that's what you did. It's 120, 130 average. So they're probably hitting the corners going in there at about 140, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, that's what they're averaging. So, so yeah, they're probably up, upwards of 140 when they enter the corner. Yeah, exactly. Jordan, we have some race cars coming here behind us. or stock cars coming in behind us here lining up and stuff, too. I know this pisses Jake off, too, that I don't have his car here. <laughs> but I just don't get a big thrill out of driving a race car down a parade is what I don't like to have to have happen from that part. But <laughs> if you know what I mean. And they yeah, race cars are for racing. Not driving in parades, Show right? cars are for parades. <laughs> right. And, and they're warming them up like they're getting ready to go racing, too. That's the other thing. How about that? Oh, no, they oh, shut God. them off now. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, so, anyway, Jordan. Where, where are you guys at? I, man, we're in the biggest little city in Kansas. Some stu- there, there goes Josh's <laughs> Model A. See, look at how he, you're taller than him, Josh. Look at his legs. You're in trouble. You know, you're trying to talk me out of this deal, and I'm committed. If you're going to get on that bike, I'm going to get on that deal. <laughs> anyway, Jordan, we're in Halstead, Kansas, my hometown. And uh, so we're getting oh ready for the parade. Gosh. Oh, I know. And the worst part about it is, I if, didn't if even this, know. I thought- yeah, if this town could talk, holy <laughs> smokes, would I be in trouble, buddy? Hey, so anyway, I've you, already you, I've already heard stories. Okay, I'm going to tell I've heard I'm gonna, stories. Anyone I'm, I've ever met from Halstead, I. Now I'm going to tell you a quick story, yeah. real fast. The statute of limitations has run out of this one. Oh, so a long he's time go ago. Ahead and go ahead and tell this one. But this is, you know, I didn't do anything to in this town that tore anything up or hurt anything or whatever, but I did some pranks to have some fun, but I never tore up anybody's cars or yards or anything else like that. Never did. Okay. But we have the teacher parking lot over here to the right, Josh. Okay. okay? On the far end of that building over there is where we would go in for the band. You can see the bands getting lined up. And then yep. over here to the left is where all the student parking's at where, from that part. When the band would leave and go on their trips or whatever to go march or whatever, the band members would always just park up here in the teacher's parking lot and go into that building, which made sense. Okay, so Jordan, me and my buddies are cruising around one night, and the band's gone. We see our buddy's scout oh. sitting over there, and it's got the, you know, the, the – uh, doors you can just open up and go you know the removable doors and everything but the not real door you know the plastic doors or rubber doors so we take his scout and just push it out in the middle of the parking it was easy put it in neutral and we just pushed it hand pushed it out there drove around a few more times we're laughing our butts off thought it was funnier than hell so then we go get my dad's scout and we push 13 of those cars and just scatter out through the parking lot out here (laughs) and we just again good clean fun right didn't hurt nobody's car, didn't anything else oh, like yeah. that, okay? The next morning, I get called up for the police to call me up there to come talk to him. I go up there, and he starts reading me my rights. I go, what's this about? He says, well, 13 counts of grand theft auto. I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, you moved in one parking lot to oh, another. Oh. I said, no, come on. It was a big joke, of course, or whatever. But, yeah, that's the kind of pranks I pulled in this town. I, every time I pull here and stop, I think about how many those cars we pushed out. Of and we just scattered the parking I would have loved to have been in that bus as they come around the corner and seen their cars all scattered around. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, Jordan, sorry I got that's off track. Hilarious. But you asked where we were no, at. No, that's okay. I actually, I actually heard Josh Prophet pulled a similar prank growing up in Haven that he put racing flames on his horse and buggy one time <laughs> and rode it around the town square. It was just at night, though, that's, so nobody seen that is what the deal was there. So, yeah. Thanks. That for, was just the rumor. Statue of Limitations hasn't run out on that yet, Jordan. Thanks. It has or has yeah, not? has not, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's too funny. Jordan, where are you from? 
Webb City, Missouri. Where the hell's that at? Yeah, what, where is Webb City, Missouri? Joplin. Okay. All right. Joplin. Just a suburb of Joplin? Suburb of Joplin. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of worried about where you what you did in that town, too. Because yeah. can that stand if that statute of limitations on, probably has run out or yeah. has not? Probably has not. So what? Uh, so how long are you in Knoxville for? When did you go up there, and when are you back? Um, I just, I cater for a bunch of the guys that have suites up here. Bill Johnson being one of them. So I've been up here all week, and um, tonight's the. The main of it. Tonight's the last night of it, and so I'll head home. I'll head home first thing tomorrow morning. Very cool. Um, uh, back to, back to, back to Wichita and get back to work. So, yeah, because you're not working up but, there, are you? It, I actually am. I'm working my butt off up here, but you get to watch some good racing from the street, so it's pretty fun. Um, so, and yeah, Knoxville, Iowa. I guess if you're where you guys are at, to help your listeners a little bit. Um, it's basically six hours straight north of you. When you get to Kansas City, you're halfway. Kansas City's um, halfway. Okay. When you almost, yeah, when you almost get to Des Moines, uh, you bust off on a country road, and you got about twenty miles of country road, and boom, you're there. Gotcha. And they have a little air, they have a little airstrip here, so we can bring Mel Force One next year, so we don't even have to drive. We just. Oh, I'd take have Mel to Force check that out and see. If I'd have known that, that might have been a different ball game, but yeah. We're going to have to get this on. I'm going to have to get and figure out when this race is next year, get it on the calendar and change my race schedule around that. But might piss Jake off that I got to schedule a race around us. We're not <laughs> racing Team 3J somewhere on that weekend. But, but I yeah. you need to do it. You guys can do your radio show from right up here, right, right in Knoxville. It'd be perfect. Well, hey, buddy, we've done this radio show all over, and I think the most funnest one was in Bristol, Tennessee. And we did it right there at the racetrack yeah. and everything at Bristol. But uh, Josh, we've done it a lot of places imagine. and a lot yeah. of fun places from that part, from that deal too. So, uh, well, anyway, Jordan, uh, thanks for calling in. Uh, we're going to sign off a little earlier so we get ready for the big parade and get ready for the car show here in the biggest little city in Kansas. And uh, I just don't want to take any more chances. Anybody trying to want to find out more things about myself here in this big <laughs> in, this, in this town? But uh, yeah, there's a few things that's so town in the drag strip out here west of town too. That's the next place. I spend a lot of time out there for some reason. <laughs> there's a drag strip out here. Really, what what nights do they run? <laughs> Every night, baby. <laughs> it was pretty popular on a yeah. Saturday. And, I, didn't, and Friday, I didn't see the Saturday, stadium or Friday. anything. I don't no, know. No, there's, there's no there's stadium. concessions. No, there was no. Well, there was uh, concessions yeah. and trunks of cars, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> from that part too. So uh, yeah, we had a lot of drag racing out here west of town, out there too. So a lot of fun. Every time I drive by, it, I think about. Launching off there and going, but uh, anyway, lots of fun. So anyway, Jordan Root on tell Bill we'll try to schedule next year to try to get to Knoxville and uh, look at some more hot rods rolling in over here too, Josh. Some Vipers yep. rolling in. So uh, anyway, Jordan, have fun. Uh, we'll Cook see up. you guys. Have a good day. You too, buddy. Drive safe when you're headed back, buddy. I will. See you, buddy. Bye. Bye. Okay, Josh, one, uh, we're five, running out of time nine, here. One. We got to get ready for the big parade and stuff. Again, if you've got some hot rods, you need to get them out of your garage. Get the Hulse to the Scout Cabin. And uh, Hulse Little Settlers putting on the car show. We got the Wichita GTO Club here raising money. Also, half the money in your registration is going to the GTO Club for the Coonsie GTO Restore. Half of it is going to the Old Settlers Car Club. 
Apple Graphics did some killer trophies that were given away. And Josh, if you got time after the deal, you have to go with me and pick up the, uh, we got to pick the Mel Hamilton Ford Award. Okay. And uh, everybody gets a dash black, all that kind of stuff. So lots of fun, exciting things going on here in the big city. So don't want to miss it. So uh, I think we uh, need to get ready for a parade, Josh. So, hey, everybody, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We're coming to leaving you here from the biggest little city in Kansas, getting ready for the parade. The ice cream truck should be rolling up here shortly. Uh, And uh, everything else I left off, Josh. I think we're good. Let's go real quick. BG products are great. All the great. Uh, God, I can't spit it out, Josh. BG products, all the great preventative maintenance products we use. Big corner creative for all your advertising needs, vehicle wraps, window wraps, race car wraps, window tint. And, of course, go to rent right inside Mill Highland Ford. If you need something bigger to drive or something to go on. God, I can't say vacation anymore. So summer's almost <laughs> over. It's uh, we're going to have to talk, talk about Thanksgiving here before too long. Shh. Okay, yeah. Getting cold mind. for that. So, hey, everybody, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you next Saturday, 9 a.m.